Hey, welcome to the Press On Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm so glad you are joining us for episode 83. And first of all, I just gotta, I gotta stop and I gotta thank you for last week. Episode 82 has become one of our most, if at this point not our most downloaded episode of all time. Our, our episode all about marriage and singleness. I'm so blown away by the response that we have received because of that episode. Uh, mostly supportive uh feedback. Most people agreed. And I had an email that said, man, I I just never even thought of it that way. And so I highly encourage if you haven't listened to episode 82, uh, go check it out. It's a good one. And today, I I think it's going to be a good one as well. It's going to be a hot one. It's going to be maybe a little controversial and and that's okay. See, I don't usually get into uh, political things. I don't usually pick a side when things are happening in our world. Uh, But something happened a couple days ago. I was blown away by the response of it and not in the best way. Um, And so I wanted to talk about it. Here it is. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. (laughs) I'm not talking about Kansas City winning and whether that 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 last holding call was a legit call or a a poor call. Uh, You be the decision if you watch football. If you don't watch football, uh, don't worry yourself about it because in the end, the game wasn't what was important. In fact, it wasn't even the halftime performance that was important. Now, I, I, I do want to say this real quick on the halftime performance. I, I saw a, a post about this, and it and it said, Sam Smith's Grammy performance was satanic. And rightfully so, it was, and it was appalling, and, uh, and it was disturbing on a lot of levels. But then it went on to talk about how Rihanna's halftime performance was satanic, but, but the only reason it gave behind her satanic performance was she was wearing red and I thought that was a poor argument um, because I have red shirts and so I don't think just wearing red is satanic and yeah did I agree with some of the dance moves no Mario that's cool that you incorporated Mario but but really I have no dog in the fight with Rihanna and her performance whether it was good or bad but but really, that wasn't even one of the most talked about things of the Super Bowl, because after the, the game was over, when it was said and done, one of the things that I saw, the one of the most controversial things was a commercial. And not just one commercial, it was two commercials um, about Jesus. And, and we had two extreme sides against these commercials. You had the extreme left against these commercials because it was saying that it was promoting hate and anti-LGBTQ plus whatever, uh, and, and it was promoting hate. And then you had the extreme right that that, that was protesting these commercials because, uh, number one, Christians shouldn't be spending that much money. They should be spending it on the poor. Uh, and number two, it was watering down the gospel. It was affirming of other lifestyles and and so you had two polar opposites coming together essentially to 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 bash this this one this one thing that uh that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about the he gets us commercial. I want to talk to you about uh, what I know about the movement, what uh what the videos were if you didn't see them. So uh to start off with uh, the He Gets Us. It says this on their website. He Gets Us as a movement to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. 
We believe his words, example, and life have relevance in our lives today and offer a hope for a better future. And then it goes on to talk about this all started with a diverse group of people passionate about the authentic Jesus of the Bible. While much has been said about him, we still misunderstand, well, he is still misunderstood. But we're confident that as people clearly understand, read, and learn for themselves about who Jesus is, they'll find the wisdom, the hope, and peace unlike any other offered. Be assured, though, that we're not left or right or political organization of any kind. We're also not affiliated with any particular church or denomination. We simply want everyone to understand the authentic Jesus as he is depicted in the Bible, the Jesus of radical forgiveness, compassion, and love. It'd be hard to, to guess that we're led by Jesus fans and followers. It wouldn't be hard to guess that we're led by Jesus fans and followers. People who believe that he was much more than just a good guy and profound teacher, and that Jesus is the Son of God who came to earth, died, and was resurrected, then returned to heaven and is alive today. We've also included many voices in our work here, welcoming diverse perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences to help us address many of the concerns and issues that we all face. Our hope is that you see how Jesus experienced challenges and emotions just like we have. We want to provide a safe place to ask questions, including the tough ones. And it goes on to talk about the rest of it. Uh, uh, but, but from all of that, man, I love the heart behind that. In fact, uh, a lot of what they said is kind of the heart behind this podcast. Like this podcast isn't affiliated with one political party. We're, uh, it, I have been in many different denominations of churches, and I've tried to wrestle through some of their beliefs and the things that they're against and what they're for. Uh, and, and it all comes back down for me to the Jesus of the Bible. And where the Bible speaks, I want to I speak, and I, I want to stand up for what's right. But where the Bible is silent and where people feel convictions, where we get these different denominations— Man, I, I want to allow those convictions to breathe and uh, flow through other people, but but I also want to realize that not everybody has the same convictions, and if it's not specifically in the Bible, then then I want to allow room for grace and understanding and forgiveness on, on every party, and and so I I really do like the heart behind the He gets us. Uh, movement. Their, their homepage says, he gets us, has an agenda. And, and their agenda is to, to spread Jesus. Now, I don't know if you saw the commercials that they played. Uh, they played two. Um, one was called, Jesus loved the people we hate. And the other one was, Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. And uh, I I saw nothing wrong with these videos, to be honest. I, I thought they were very well done. Um, and heartbreaking, the the one about Jesus loved the people we hate, because in our world today, we see so much hate. In fact, even with these commercials, we are seeing so much hate. We're seeing hate from Christians, people who say that they follow Jesus, and we, we see hate from uh, the, the ones that don't follow Jesus. Uh, and uh, the whole video was just in our world where we have seen so much hate, whether it's uh, racially or politically or uh, religion, religiously, we've just seen hate on so many fronts in our world. And, and when you look at Scripture and when you look at the Bible all the time, you see Jesus loving everyone. He loves the people that we hate. And our world could do so much better. We could benefit from so much 
by, by just loving people more and, and not casting stones, not, not, I think we, we get in our brain and I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been working on a, a message uh, for next time I'm asked to speak at a church uh, about loving our neighbor. I heard a, a sermon a couple of weeks ago on on loving our neighbor, and then they tied in the verse about uh, not speaking evil uh, towards one another and our our brother. And and in my mind, I kept asking this question, and and I kicked myself after I started reading more scripture. But but I kept asking this question: Who is my neighbor? Because in the sermon, they really focused in, and, and and it was fine for the sermon, but they really focused in on the unity of the body of Christ and the gossiping and the, the backbiting that happens within the church. But but when I ask myself, who is my neighbor, I flip open the scriptures, and there's a Pharisee that asks the same thing, and Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And essentially, by the end of that story, he's saying, everyone is your neighbor, even the ones that don't believe like you, even the ones that don't live like you, they are your neighbor and you are called to love them. Even the people we hate, we are called to love. The other commercial was Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. And uh, this one was just filled with a bunch of children. And the whole idea is that childlike faith. And, and you know, when, when you have small children, they don't care about other races. They don't care about political parties. They don't care about these dividing lines that separate so many people today. Children just love. And they just are happy and they enjoy life. And they, 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 they soak in all the little moments. And man, Jesus didn't want us to act like adults in, in the fact that, that he wants us to have that childlike faith. Now, that's not saying that he doesn't want us to act like adults and not be responsible for the things we're responsible for or be mature. I mean, Scripture goes on to say, when I was a child, I, I partook in the things of a child, but but when I was a man, I, I, I did away with childish things. And so I think we have to, we have to really uh, figure out what it really means to have a childlike faith when it comes to that. Now, there's a lot of other videos, and you can read things about it as well as watching videos, but uh, Jesus invites everyone to sit at the table, and we see that in Scripture. That is biblical. Uh, I mean, he had dinner with a tax collector, the worst of the worst, Zacchaeus. He spent time with prostitutes. He spent time with the outcast of societies. And to be honest, I think Christians get away with that. Because we use this argument, and it's a, it's a good argument, and I understand where the heart comes from, is that, that we become who we spend our time with. And so we need to surround ourselves with the very best people, Christian people, who, who will build us up. And I get that. But in our effort to do that, we have ostracized this idea that we are not allowed to be with sinners. But here's the deal. We can't reach the lost if we don't spend time with the lost. And Jesus spent time with the lost. Another fam or another video is was Jesus's family perfect, uh, and I haven't watched these, so I'm not quite sure what they're about. But my guess is is that that Jesus's family we we know from Scripture wasn't perfect, um, and our families are certainly not perfect. And so Jesus gets us; he understands that this this struggle of not having a perfect family. I mean, we saw Jesus's brothers even doubt that he who was who he said he was. And so, so Jesus's family had issues as well. Did Jesus have fun as another one? Did Jesus live in poverty? Did Jesus ever mourn? We know with uh, Lazarus, Jesus did mourn. 
Jesus was a refugee. That's a little controversial. I get it. Um, how did Jesus deal with injustice? How would Jesus be judged today? Can I judge without being judgmental? Jesus was fed up with politics too. Can I get an amen for that one? Four ways Jesus supported women's equality. Did Jesus face criticism? And it just goes on and on. And so I really encourage you, before you 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 bash anything, dive into it. Take a look. Check it with, with Scripture and see if it aligns with Scripture. If it aligns with Scripture, I don't see an issue, to be completely honest. You know, I saw an argument, and I wonder if I can I can pull it up here on my phone. I was flipping through Facebook as one does uh, in their boredom, and I uh, I have a a friend on Facebook who's uh, I would say an acquaintance at this point, but he's often posting things that I don't agree with. Um, uh because he is essentially deconstructing his faith. He's he's posting things that 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 don't really align with scripture, but he's he's doing it all in the name of his faith. Um and he posted this meme, and it's Jesus speaking on on the the Sermon on the Mount, speaking to the crowds, and it says, Give to the poor. And then it says, Evangelicals. The best I can do is a twenty million dollar Super Bowl commercial. And here's the deal. How somebody chooses to use what God's blessed them with um, is up to those people. If an organization has been blessed with enough money to do a Super Bowl commercial, that is between them and God. And and really, the argument is, why aren't they giving it to the poor? Uh, what is our definition of poor? Because when we first think of poor, we think those who have no money. But But really, what about the poor in spirit? What if those who are, are lacking in, in, in their need of Jesus, wouldn't they be considered poor too? And so what if there's an organization that God had specifically called and said, hey, I'm calling you to do this. I'm calling you to raise this money, these funds, so that you can, you can put together a media message that will reach millions and millions of people all in my name. Who are we as Christians to get up in arms about it, to get divisive about it. No, I, I don't see it affirming sinful lifestyles, but what I do see it as affirming the way that Jesus lived and breathed his life, and I think we should all as Christians be behind that. And I get it. It's a controversial topic. Uh, you might not agree. You you might have pushback, and, uh, and uh, you might wrestle with some of the things I said, and that is okay. I, when speaking on relationships with each other, and I've always heard this quote, and I like to use it, is that we need each other in relationships. Because if we always agreed on everything, though, we one of us wouldn't be necessary, right? And so we need each other to disagree with each other so we can bounce back ideas and come to a mutual understanding of what this life is and what we're called to be. And so it's okay to to listen to a podcast and be like, mm, I don't quite agree with that, or, or, or maybe I'd like to continue that conversation. And if that's you, we want to encourage you to to email us pressonpod at gmail dot com. That's pressonpod at gmail dot com. Uh, I always look forward to checking my emails to seeing if somebody's um, 
not arguing, but but uh, rebuttaling, uh, giving their feedback and thoughts because it causes me to start thinking through things as well. And uh, and sometimes I, I I back my feet up and I say, oh, okay, you're making a little bit of sense. Like, help me to think of this in a different way. I think we help each other in that way, and I love that so much about the Christian faith. So so as we wrestle through this. But but most importantly, if we can take anything away from this, I think we can all agree that we need to do a little better living like Jesus lived. Whether it's us being so judgmental and and we cast stones so quickly when we first see people. Or maybe we're on the other side and we're not standing up for certain things. And we kind of are a pushover. We, we kind of back down pretty quickly and, and we need to stand stronger in our faith. I think we can all find areas in our lives where we can live like Jesus a little bit better. And as we do that, I, I pray that you can do one thing. And the same thing we encourage you uh, for, for 83 episodes now. Can you believe it? 83 episodes. That one thing is to press on. Hey, I can't wait to see you next week for episode 84. Until then, adios.